What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 141 of the Rocket Punch Cast. Um, as always, guys, I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, here, joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Will. Will, what's going on, man? Dude, um, school, school, more school, and not as many video games. I was going to say, you've been you've been working it pretty hard. Um, you said that there was a post you said on social that you've been... The Switch has been like a godsend to you in some ways. Yes, because uh, I'm not at the house to play the Xbox. Ah, uh, Stigander, welcome, our friend. Hey, welcome, welcome to the stream, welcome. sir. Always a pleasure. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, um, I decided to drop some coin on some Switch games, and I'm replaying Last Remnant, so that's going to be interesting. It is some weeaboo level bullshit. Oh, boy. You... I'm, I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad. We're going to... In Table Talk, we're going to have a conversation. No, 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 to... no, I'm not ready to talk about that game in Table Talk. Okay. Next week. Next week. <laughs> I, I saw that game and I was like, hmm, twenty bucks. I, I don't know. It's twenty bucks. It's remastered. It's but, a three sixty uh, game, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Look, all I'm saying is anything that was on the three sixty that is worth playing should be automatically be ported to the Switch, except from first party Microsoft titles. Same for PS3. If it's a third party game, it just ported to the Switch. Charge twenty bucks. It, you don't even have to do an up-res. Run it at 720. You, the, um, you see that Ape Escape 20th anniversary? Did you see my reply to what Seth tweeted? I'm so excited. Man, if that, Did you well, see what Seth tweeted? Yes. Did you see my reply? Yes. Let's see, now, now you're making me question it. I'm going to go find out now. Um, if, if Google don't know, there was this... I'm a big Ape Escape fan. There was um, the 20th anniversary of Ape Escape. Yeah! Um, I was like, <laughs> their Twitter account became active and they started tweeting some stuff. So I'm super pumped about that. Oh, they would be fools, fools. I tell you, would love a new Ape Escape game. Yeah, um, yeah. love a new one. Yeah, no, that would be uh, wonderful. Um, yeah, I also started playing uh, Tropical Freeze. Oh, really? That game is special. Is it like Country? Yeah, it's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but Funky Kong is the true hero. I mean, don't don't anybody tell you otherwise. Funky mode. Was it, was it? Yeah. Isn't it, that what it's called? It's funky called mode. Funky mode. You can dump, jump, you can double jump, and then slow fall because the surfboard is spinning below you. It's fucking great. I why, why did that meme ever go away with like now with funky mode? <laughs> or yeah, dude, I don't know. That needs to that come is, back. Wonderful. That I don't care what anybody back. says. Hundred um, yeah. percent needs to come back. Um, well, guys, let's get started with this episode. I can promise you, it will be much less, much shorter than last week's episode. God, um, if it's not, I'm gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> I, took, I took your advice. Uh, for people who don't know, um, if or go back in our podcast feed, uh, we did our E3 discussions. Uh, it was almost five hours long. We had to actually break it into two parts. So um, there should be uh, like a part one and a part two of the E3 2019 recap and review from us. A lot of great conversations. Um, we're going to pick back up on one of those conversations tonight. So that's going to be our topic of the show. Get excited for that. But all that being said, let's get started with the show proper, guys. If you did not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends come all around to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on all the big three, as well as any RSS feeds that are pulling from those. So definitely make sure to check those out. Um, you can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every Sunday 
um, over at twitch.tv slash rocket punch live starting around 8 p.m central standard time uh, that way you guys can kind of join in add your voice to our conversations because we do read comments out as we're recording it um especially during our topics of the show there um guys if you want to um know more about rocket punch want to see what we're all about head over to rocketpunchgo.com that is your one-stop shop for all of our podcasts videos streams and more they're gonna be right there at your fingertips there um, and also if you want to help support the show there are many ways you could do that um, if you are watching via twitch you could um, throw us your free twitch prime sub or um, sub to our channel here um, you can also follow us here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunch live that always helps us out there um, we're almost at 250 followers pretty Sweet. excited about that that's pretty dope um, um you can also head over to patreon.com slash rocket punch for as little as a dollar a month uh, you'll be able to get some exclusive content as well as help the show out keep the mics rolling um there we go there's a sub from cc gamer thank you so much sir yeah resub. i was like oh wait i just resub. <laughs> you're the real mvp i appreciate it yeah you know it's like oh wait that's right <laughs> Hit the button. Yeah. Um, but in, as always, guys, um, if you support us on Patreon at um, our Diamond tier, um, we do give you special shout outs in all of our content we do. Uh, just they're Basically, you're one of our producers, so we do want to give a special shout out to our Patreon producers. Um, Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, and Chris Scott. Uh, thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, hopefully, we're doing you guys proud, giving you guys some cool, awesome content. If not, you better yell at us. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> That's why you guys are there. You're helping us out. Yeah. Feedback's um, important. You best throw it. Um, you can also, guys, help support us as well by heading over to our store. We've actually got our official Rocket Punch store. I think I still... No, I do not. Um, shop. Uh, ooh, it, boy. It's cool. I got it. I'm, Will's going to get the link. He's going to put it in... Um, in uh, Twitch for you guys, but if you're listening via audio, you can find it in the show notes there. But we've got our Rocket Punch store. Um, we haven't promoted it a lot lately, but it's been up and active. Um, we added some new designs here. We've got um, a cool Pride shirt um, for the month of June available. Uh, we also have um, our E3 2019 shirts uh, that has our E3 2019 logo on there as well. So definitely swing over to our, um, our Rocket Punch store. You guys can get all those all the cool designs we have up there on different items. And that also goes to help supporting the show and our endeavors. And we definitely appreciate that. Um, if you're watching via video um, as well, guys, make sure you're following us here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. Um, if you were listening via audio, we would also lovely, uh, greatly appreciate it if you take a few minutes of your day to rate and review us on your podcast service of choice. Um, especially if you're listening via iTunes, uh, that does help a lot with our discoverability um, and getting us out to more ears for only a few minutes of your time. And we definitely appreciate that. Hmm. And also, guys, if you want to help join our community, help our community grow and flourish, make sure you head over to our Discord channel there. Um, we've got that posted in the Twitch chat as well as in the show notes for everybody listening via audio there. Um, let's go here. Upcoming announcements and events. Um, it's rounding out near the end of June here. Um, our game of the month, of course, is Super Mario Maker 2. Um, and our movie of the month is Dark Phoenix, which... Didn't do all that hot, from what I heard at the box office. Yeah, no. Um, it's okay, though, because July's movie is going to be much better from everything I'm hearing. Yes, I'm super excited. In fact, instead of seeing Dark Phoenix, I'm going to go see uh, Endgame again. Yeah, everybody is. <laughs> yeah. You, wasn't it great how they, you're like, oh, we're going to re-release it with six minutes of extra footage and, like, 
Because I think they only need like 30... They only need like 300 million. It's not, it's not even 300, it's like 30 million. It's very small. Oh, it's gone up since I last looked at it. Yeah, I think they... End game is under Avatar. It's like seven. Which Avatar is seven eighty. Disney owns Avatar now, <laughs> but they they want End Game like that. It's they know Marvel's their current money maker, and so to put them over Avatar is like the number one movie in the world to have that the number one movie ever of all time. Yeah, they want that title, that moniker. That's fair. Um, um yeah. No events or content. We haven't updated those um, for the episode here, uh, but don't worry, guys. Make sure you're following us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. On um, Instagram, uh, make sure you're um, subscribed to our YouTube page over at youtube.com slash rocketpunchgo. And um, you're following us here on Twitch, so that way you'll know when our content is rolling out to you um, all this week. Um, we're still in that kind of post-E3, like, cool down. <laughs> so we're like, oh, just... We're on the E3 crash. <laughs> yeah. It's just we, like, it's like a caffeine crash. <laughs> exactly. We got to take a minute. We got to take a minute. Um, yep. Speaking of Twitch, if you're watching via Twitch um, here... Um, Make sure you're following us here. We're going to be streaming this week. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are going to be our streams. Um, I'll be back in the saddle on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Wednesday is going to be the Outer Wilds again. It'll be, I think, my third or fourth time playing it. That game is good. Um, Sorry. Very much encourage people, if you have not played that game, go play the Outer Wilds. It is on Epic Game Store. I think it's on... It's on the Xbox Store, I think, in Steam. It's on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Um, If you have Xbox Game Pass, even if for PC, um, you can play this game. It is really good. It's um, it's getting, it's very much in the saddle for like one of my favorite games of the year. Cool. Um, So definitely check that out. Or if you're you're not sure about it, just come on by the stream on Wednesday. We'll be streaming that Um, Thursday, um, based on popular recommendation. From my friend here, Will. It's good. <laughs> We're going to be playing some... Uh, I'll be streaming some Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is actually good. I haven't gotten too far into that game yet, and I need to get a little <laughs> bit further and dig a little deeper into that. Oh, welcome, Cash Family. I see you have... Oh, uh, boy. I see you have figured out that your uh, in- intro music is essentially uh, like Stone Cold showing up, except it's Nightbot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm glad he understands where we're at with that. Yes. Um, and uh, but yeah, Thursday will be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then Friday, Will actually has a day off. You're yeah. gonna be streaming. I'm gonna do Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. That is a big. I've never played three, and I got three for free because I have the the uber badass version of Odyssey. You got that remastered. So I was like, oh well, I should play this then. Three is good. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Three is I really like it a lot. Well, it's okay, because um, I'm going to let the power of the 1080 Ti just destroy good. those frames. Good. Yes, good. I'm delicious. Um, but be on the lookout for that, guys. We'll make sure that our Twitch channel schedule is updated for you, so you'll know when we're streaming uh, this week. Other than that, guys, we're now going to roll into our Table Talk. If you guys don't know, Table Talk is where we kind of talk about our gaming experiences personally this week, as well as the news. Um, our top five news items from this past week in gaming um, proper. So let's get started. Uh, Table Talk, what have we been playing? Will, what have you been playing? Uh, you talked uh, about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yes, I did. Um, um, funky mode is uh, extra funky in the best <laughs> way possible. I love uh, it. I love no. it. Um, yeah, I don't know why people have let that meme die. It's amazing. Uh, funky Kong is dope for those of you who don't know. 
he kind of breaks that game in the best way possible, and I think they knew that. Uh, that's kind of what they wanted, though, right? Yeah. I figure that's what they wanted. Uh, Cash Family, first off, a singular 1080 Ti won't call, cause rolling brownouts. <laughs> now, if I had like three 2080 Ti's, then maybe. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. But I'm going to be fair that's at good. that point. Um, they need to crank that nuclear reactor up just to skosh more, if that's the case. We've got a lot of problems because there's a lot of 1080 Ti's and other crap going around. Especially in North Alabama. How many nerds are here? First off, how many how many graphics cards are on base for rendering? Bingo. Like, alone. <laughs> just just on base, let alone everything else. Poor TVA everything would down. be crying. Like, what are you doing? Stop! Uh, no, yeah. Um, in all seriousness, uh, yeah. So, I started... I upgraded my laptop, because I'm going back to uh, school for cybersecurity certifications and other stuff, and I'm working on... Uh, getting my Linux certs as well. So virtual machines and all that other stuff. Um, other benefit, it runs video games much better than the last laptop. This is a really nice laptop. It's one of the um, it's newer the, no, Razer it's, models. It's just a Razer Blade base. It's, oh man, it's super awesome. <laughs> oh, Cash Family. It's an STD, uh, streaming transmitted diseases. Hey man, you Look, supposed to say clean. That's what antivirus is for. Um, I mean, you know, I got Windows Defender. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. It's I'm fine. I feel you know what this now. does? I, I run Linux on it, and I play video games on it. That's what I do with this. There you go. There's no trolling weird websites here. All right. Good. I open the Ubisoft launcher, the Blizzard launcher, the Bethesda launcher, and all the other <laughs> garbage launchers. I don't know. You know and uh, then I open the Epic Game Store and just bask in it. Awesome. <sighs> <laughs> it's got to, it's going to get better but uh, Epic Game Store is cool. Yeah, I actually have zero problems with that app actually. I, I don't care what everybody else says. It's straightforward. It works. What's it what's the saying that they like uh using over uh, in Nvidia? It just works. A lot of people does that. A lot of people say that. Apple says it, Nvidia says it. I think Bethesda was saying it. Well, they have no right to say it, but <laughs> Oh, snap. Um yeah, you're right. No, you're right. um what else have you been playing? Yeah, uh, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm playing that on lunch breaks at work, and oh my god, this game is amazing. Wait, uh, how are you? How are you playing it at work? On lunch. Oh snap! Oh yeah, because it's powerful enough. Man, it. How far are you in that game? Um, I just use uh, Leonidas' spear to open this uh, room. Okay, I, I've no, I, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm still. I just got off the first like introductory island and started going to the oh, second no, no. land. I'm almost level twenty. Oh yeah, you're. I'm level seven. <laughs> oh, bro, <laughs> bro, I am not like your roommate would destroy both of us in single combat. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, especially they just released an update now where you um, they maxed out the level cap so you can go up to level ninety nine. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm one about of the new... this because I want to max all the skill trees. Yep. I want to be the real ninja assassin. So yeah, you can you can buff yourself up to ninety nine. It's it's also, pretty crazy. I'm playing as the appropriate character, um, the female character. So yes. Cassandra, yes, yes. No, that is the proper character yes. for this. Uh, game. I don't care that Alexios is uh, story mode wise the one they chose for story because Cassandra is the correct one. I don't care what anybody says. You are, you are correct on that, no, but no arguments here on the yeah. side of the table. So um, Cash Family, I haven't looked into that yet because I just got into that room, so I got to go see what that's about. Um, all I gotta say is the freaking soundtrack. Everything is awesome. I love this game. This game's awesome. Twenty eighteen Rocket Punch Game of the Year. Yeah, but uh, also playing Disgaea uh, One. 
they did a oh. they did like a uh, what do you call it like a remaster version for the Switch with all the DLC and all that stuff. Um, I have bought this game on PS2, PS3, PSP, DS, and now the Switch. Jesus Christ. You were the one And this who, game continues to be amazing. You were the one who got me into the game and into the, basically the entire, I, I have all genre, but like the entire brand of Disgaea. It is, this formula still works today. It is, for those who don't know what Disgaea is, it's a Japanese role-playing game. Music is kind of shitty, but I don't it's, expect it's much. It's a tactical RPG. Yeah, think it, Final Fantasy Tactics yep. um, on super steroids with some human growth hormones. Why can't um, you, you were telling me there's this mechanic where you, you can, can level the max. Level, you can get to level 9,999, reincarnate, keep your stats, and level again. You can also... <laughs> You can also fight through the item world uh, for any item you have to level the items up and make them stronger. And you can get them to 9,999. So you can fight through 9,999 levels in a weapon to max it out. And then you can just max out, reincarnate, max out, reincarnate, and keep it doing over again it's, and it's, over and over. You were telling me this mechanic. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's no yeah. way. Um, Cash Family, uh, page link for what? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, I'm trying to figure out what to link for you. Um, but yes, uh, Disgaea 1, it's, it's the original. I think it does it the best, mm -hmm. and I think it has the best characters, personally. Um, the story is kind of sad, but I know the story already, so I'm playing for... For the lulz. Shenanigans. Oh, uh, yeah, one second. It's on the Switch, so... Well, if you, you have any other games. Um, no, um, I firmly recommend this game. No going in, the music is kind of corny and garbage, but the rest of the game is phenomenal. And funny you say this, I've actually heard or saw a rumor somewhere that there are uh, bubblings about Disgaea 4 um, for, um, coming to the Switch as well, like a complete version of that game. I, is that... I mean, Disgaea 4 is okay, but Disgaea 1, I think, is the ultimate version of that experience. They have some creature comforts in the newer games that are nicer, but I think 1... It, I don't know if it's a mixture of nostalgia or the way I like the, how those systems work mm -hmm. compared to the other ones, but it works. And it's the only PS2 game mm -hmm. I still physically own. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally don't have anything they can play it, and I still keep the disc. Okay. Yeah, like Final Fantasy. I think I have Okami. I now have Okami on the Switch, so I traded the PS2 game. I have Okami, and then I also have Zone of the Enders Second Runner. Um, the game is I fire. I have the HD redone. Yes, on PS3. get the HD remake. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, the one, yeah, he says the one you bought on five platforms. Um, ah, here it is. So what? What have I been playing uh, while Will's looking for that link there? Boom. Um, number one, I actually, I, I had some a lot of revelations. You know, I'm still E3. I've been cooling down from that, especially after the five-hour chat we had last week. I was like, yeah, I basically got everything I wanted to say about E3 out. Mm -hmm. um, but the the one thing that kept lingering with me all week was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I realized something. I have not played that game since I played it when I was in middle school back in the early... 2000s like it's Seriously? been that like the late 90s yes 100 percent. last time i replayed it was on the vita and see and i i bought it i have it on the vita i bought it on the ps4 i bought it like somewhere else and i still hadn't had a chance to play it so what did i do at like 
for some reason I was a wide awake at 2 a.m. and I fired up my PS4 and I started playing through Final Fantasy VII, the original OG game again. Um, it, there's a lot of I have a lot of feelings about that game. Um, one of the I'm actually I'm, I'm tempted to stream some of the gameplay uh, maybe at some point in time and Why do like you a stream series that instead of Assassin's Creed. We do that, okay? Yeah, since I'm going to be playing three anyway. Oh, okay. We or, do that, or I can stream Odyssey and you can stream that. No, we, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be on the lookout for that. But like, especially with that game coming up, it there's a lot of. It's one of the main reasons. It's one of my favorite games of all time. There's a lot more than just nostalgia for the game. Um, that I'm tied to on that. You you know about like. You play games a lot, and sometimes the circumstances are like what's going around you, what's happening with you as you're playing that game kind of ties into your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like sitting down and playing it again, like starting it up and seeing like the space pan and then Eris's face, and then you zoom in and there's a train and it grinds to a halt and then cloud jumps off. Like a whole lot of feelings and memories popped up for me. And um, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm going to keep playing this. It's been, I had never realized it's been almost two decades since I've played this game in its entirety. It's been <laughs> almost two decades, Will. Um, so, yeah, um, look up, be on the lookout for that. May stream that instead. Um, that was, man, that. <sighs> yeah, you should totally just stream that instead. Uh, I have a lot of feelings on this. I'll talk about it in a stream. We'll, we'll stream this this week, and I'll, I'll talk more about that there. I don't want to yeah. spoil it for everybody, everybody on the podcast. Um, but the other game that I um, played this week was Bloodstained. I actually got my copy. Um, oh, yeah? I was a backer for the um, Kickstarter, and so I was able to get my um, full-on digital copy. I think I got it on PS4, and it got delayed because there was an issue with the... I don't know what the problem was, but there was an issue with generating the codes for PS4 specifically in the U.S. Um, but I got my code like a day later, and I played through the first level of that. It's very much Castlevania, like Metroidvania game. 100%. The art style and the graphics and everything look really, really cool. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited. I want to dig more, a lot deeper into that game. Um, but I'm very impressed. If you've played Castlevania or Metroid or any of those... Metroidvania. ...style games for whatever reason, this is your wheelhouse. Um, friend of the show, Inubito, mm-hmm. is a huge fan. He actually got like... He backed them at the top tier, like super mega ultra ultra bundleroo. Uh, um, the, the mega bundleroo. Yeah, he he backed them there, okay. and um, he he was out of town for the weekend, and so he just got back. I think today, so he could play. <laughs> he was like he just got in, and he I know he's been super hyped to play it. But um, Bloodstained's really good. There's a news item that we're going to talk about with Bloodstained that is very important if you are playing that right now. Um, I actually, I was talking about it in the last stream this week and some people didn't know it and it's very important and involves a bug. So you definitely want to um, be on the lookout for that. No, not bugs. Uh, um, but that's basically it for everything that I've been playing this past week. Um, all right. nothing, nothing else really too fancy here. Yeah. My switch has been my, uh, my go-to everything lately. Uh, hey, that's why it's there. Um, I've, well, yeah, I, I did play some Wargroove. Um, not enough to talk about it, but um, I'm definitely picking that back up, so I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. Um, it's funny you actually talked about Disgaea, too, because I have 
I bought Disgaea 5, the complete version on Switch. I haven't started playing through that yet, but I need to. It's pretty fun. Disgaea 5 is good. I will say that. It's probably one of the more, like, solid ones. Uh, it's just, man, so much. Yeah. All those games are a lot, but they're still cool. They're super awesome. Um, guys, let's get into the swing of things here. Next up are our news items here. We've got our top five news items that we picked um, from, from the past week. Um, being very honest, it is post E3, so news may be a little lighter than normal um, for the next few weeks, at least probably until July. Um, but let's get started nonetheless. Number one on the news docket here, um, Bungie is cleaning up the Eververse store. Uh, Man, thank Jeebus and hallelujah. <laughs> Did you um, see this? Did you see a little bit of this? I've seen a lot of this. Um, actually, Bellar Gaming um, mm -hmm. on YouTube, he actually did a whole video on this. And the, cha the changes Bungie's been experiencing since they left Activision. And oh my god, there's a lot of changes. And it's all for the better. Um, let me read. Uh, I'll read through. This is... Um, can we post this link I in chat? Did. Okay. Um, I'm reading, I'm pulling this specifically from the Destiny 2 blog um, from the dev team here. Um, the fall Eververse changes. I'll read a little bit here for everybody. Um, hey everyone, like we did a few weeks ago on the live stream, we're going to continue to talk about how Destiny will continue to evolve this fall and beyond. This update is about how we're changing Eververse. We've already, already made a number of changes to Eververse in Season of Opulence. Uh, we've redesigned the store. We've made bright engrams only include year one gear and have it bias heavy towards giving you turn items you haven't unlocked in your collections. And we're going to make more changes to the economy store and armor in this fall's patch. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to skip down here. There's a, a TLDR version of this, but um, they have the that in there. Yeah, there's a whole big detail. Um, all, all the details for the changes they have are in the post, but the TLDR for Twitter. On September, September 17th, 2019, all Eververse armor, new and armor you've already acquired, is being converted into universal ornaments. Universal ornaments can be attached to any newly acquired legendary armor. Bright Dust is going to come from doing bounties, not dismantling things you spent money on. Eververse items can now be pulled from your collections with Glimmer legendary shards instead of Bright Dust. And before September 17th, 2019, dismantle all of your unused Eververse items to maximize your Bright Dust Reserve. Um, they go into a lot more detail in the post, but this is um, this is pretty awesome. Uh, for basically, we're getting a transmog system yes. in Destiny. They're essentially converting everything to transmog. Um, another thing that's uh, really cool with what they're doing in Destiny mm -hmm. is the cross-save stuff that comes in the fall. So if you have, because they're mo they're migrating people from Activision's uh, Battle.net launcher over to Steam. Yes, I've been curious how they're going to do that. So they're actually going to have a cross save system, so I can then have a save on the Bungie servers, and I can play on Steam. If I own the same game with the same expansion pack set up on PlayStation, I can pull my save over there, play with my friends, and then pull my save back to Steam. That's so, I can, so I I'll have to buy the game twice, but I could play in either place. It's basically your 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 save data is in the cloud, and that's what it's accessing. So right. it doesn't matter what platform you're on; it's you still just, hitting the same. You link your Steam account and your PlayStation account to Smart. it, and Sony agreed to this as well. So Sony, Microsoft, 
um, Google Stadia and Steam all agreed. They're all on board. So mm-hmm. that's great. Um, another thing, um, they said they're really uh, pushing getting cross save done, and then they are interested at looking at crossplay. Oh, but they have to do yes. cross save. They first want cross save they're, first. They're trying to do cross save first so they can migrate everyone away from Activision servers. Which don't blame them since they're no longer part of Activision. Who wants to pay someone money you don't have to do? Yeah. So cross save will be a big, especially for Destiny. I think that'll be great to expand the pool for like multiplayer activities because it's very much a multiplayer game, um, and it's. But the transmog stuff is cool. So now, basically, yep. oh Jesus, oh. I, I can't, I can't see what that is. Oh, Lexi seventy six. Thank you very much. Uh, what was that? My eyes. Um, we're being hosted. Oh, thank you very much for the host. Greatly appreciated. Yes, Vigabar. Um, thank you. Arigato gozaimasu. Um, but it having the transmog system is really cool because they they really I, I love the picture there was a twitter somebody took um, made a 4k oh my god i need that somebody made a 4k wallpaper of this and then they came out somebody tweeted out and said like when a bungee is about to drop the dopest album of 2019 i need that that was really cool that's gonna replace my ever uh my elsewhere uh wallpaper it's really really cool hey, um where can i get that it, it might be google it and see, uh, do like fall Eververse changes, Destiny 2 wallpaper, something like that. But um, being able to do transmog, for people who don't know what transmog is, um, it's basically you can, if you have an item, you know, the, one of the problems was that if you had an item that you really liked aesthetically, it looked really cool for some odd reason, but the stats were really low, and then you found another item that was way better for you, but you basically had to replace that item, and it may not have looked as great, but you got better stats from it. Now, mm-hmm. with Transmog, you can take that better item and make it look like whatever item, helmet, piece of gear that you want it to. So that way you can keep your look, but still get the same stat improvements, which is freaking awesome. Especially in a game like Destiny, where all the changes you make on your character are very visibly shown. Yes. Well, and they're all important. That's the other thing. Because you're trying to min-max at the yep. same time. You're mm-hmm. trying to get the most for what you can per slot. But you don't want to look like some Ronald McDonald looking character. You want to look badass. <laughs> <laughs> you want to look badass. What would you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> the Ronald McDonald character. Well, this is just so funny. You know why I say that, right? Because in World of Warcraft, as you level up, you get all these mismatched pieces of gear, and you end up looking looking like a clown. Yes, yeah. you're right. Same you're idea. Right. You're right. It, 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 you always look like you got like half of your things going on. People are like, what the hell are you trying to pull off there? But um, yeah, no, and that that's what I'm talking about. You end up looking like some kind of Ronald McDonald looking character. Um, but no, um, um, I jumped into Destiny two. Actually, streamed it last week. Um, the Eververse store looks a whole lot different, and it looks really cool. Yeah, it, it is. actually. I was like, oh, let me see what's new here. Um, I am really excited by what all the moves that Bungie is doing post-Activision. They're doing a lot of good things post-Activision. And it makes me wonder how much of the problems that they were experiencing were Activision and not Bungie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, funny enough, I'm really excited about Shadowkeep. Um, I'm intending to get it when it comes out in September. 
Look, um, and jump back in. I'm gonna get it on PC. I may also get it on PS4 because apparently Dying Dawn is kind of kicking back up a little bit. Yes. So I'm gonna be uh, jumping in on both platforms. So I'm gonna spend 80 on it instead mm-hmm. of 40. But it's gonna be 80. I'll have it in two places. Same tune. Exactly. And with cross save, like I can do that because when the new light expansion comes out, everything's gonna be free. I'll have that. I pay for Shadow Keep, and guess what? I can be playing on PC when I'm doing stuff solo, and then when the Dying Dawn is like, let's get to business, I can just say, okay, I'm putting... First off, you said it wrong. It's, let's get down to business. Oh. To To defeat defeat the the Huns. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. right. Okay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I mean, you you can't just say, (laughs) no, 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 come on. Um, But no, get excited if you're a Destiny fan. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I don't have my glasses, so bear with me here, guys. Number two on the news docket. Um, beware bloodstained players. There is a very bad bug that is out there, and if you do not take precaution, you could lose all your save data here. Um, this one's coming from uh, Imran Khan over at GameInformer.com. A bloodstained bug prevents progress. Players may need to restart. Oh. Our, that would make me upset. Yeah, I'll, I'll read a little bit here. Um, with the new release of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, fans have been eager to delve deep into the new Metroidvania made by for- former Castlevania producer Koji Igarashi. Unfortunately for some of those fans, however, a nasty glitch may have turned their playthrough into a nightmare scenario, though a recent patch hopefully fixes it for new players. The bug goes like this. As you journey through the game, you occasionally come across treasure chests. These chests sometimes include items you might need for progression, as you do in a Metroidvania game. If you have been affected by the bug, some of these chests will be open already and their items inaccessible, preventing you from making progress. If you have been hit with this bug already, there's nothing you can do. Your save file is already forfeit. Quote, we investigated a number of options to address this issue and in each fix requires a new game to be started. Despite our efforts to provide a fix that preserve pre-1.02 progress, this is the best solution to avoid future issues, Publisher 505 Games said in a statement. Xbox One players will also be affected by this when the 1.02 patch is delivered next week. Switch players who have a physical copy should download the 1.02 patch before playing. So, download the patch, then restart your save. It's a nasty solution, though one I imagine they had no choice but to use. Switch owners are only affected with this insofar as they will need to download the patch if they buy the physical cart. But if you own the Xbox One or PS4 versions and haven't started yet, download the patch first and then start. Um, oh, there. Man. So it was a, like, I'm glad I read this before I actually started my game. Um, it, that was a really, really bad deal. Um, it, basically, if you were playing like right on um, launch day um, and you ran into this bug... You're basically screwed. You have to download the patch, then go ahead and delete your save and start over. Um, it hasn't been made too much of a hullabaloo, uh, but if you're one of those affected or if you have not played Bloodstained yet, make sure you download the 1.02 patch before you start playing the game or you could end up losing your save. So, Yeah, that's kind of a no bueno nation right there. So yeah, it's, you know... A nice little PSA announcement for all you guys out there, because nobody wants to lose their save. That that would suck a lot. Uh, yes, that would suck greatly. Um, number three on the news docket here, guys. The Last of Us might. The Last of Us Two may release sooner than we expected. Uh, this one coming from 
uh, what did, uh, Joseph Noop over at IGN.com. It looks like The Last of Us 2 might release in February 2020, reports say. Um, originally reported on by Eurogamer, three separate reports or comments indicate an early 2020 release date for highly anticipated The Last of Us 2. First is a recent interview from the Critical Role YouTube channel between voice actor Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in The Last of Us and plays multiple characters in Critical Role, and Critical Role creative producer Brian Foster, who are also engaged to one another. In the interview, Foster asks Johnson when the game is coming out, and Johnson begins to mouth what appears to be the word February, making a distinct fuh sound before Foster actually interrupts her with a follow-up comment. Oh... Thank you, oh, Cash, thanks, family. Cash Family. You can host it over there, too. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, man. Um, skip to the uh, Lending a little more credibility to that possible slip of the tongue is an earlier report from, from Kotaku's Jason Schreier. Back in May, Schreier's source informed him that Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima's upcoming game, would release in November, which turned out to be true. Along with that, Schreier says he was told that The Last of Us 2 was bumped to, quote, early 2020, possibly February? Uh, hmm. Daniel Ahmad, a video game industry analyst for Nico Partners, later posted on Reset Era that February 2020 is the current internal date at developer Naughty Dog for The Last of Us 2. It's not clear how Ahmad came about this information, however. Um, and there's a little bit more in the articles there. That, do you think this is true? Do you uh, believe this? Do you want to believe it? Do you think it's complete horse crap? I don't really care, actually. But... I don't think it would be February. Only because I feel like there would be too much going on before March. That's what I would like. A, a lot of big games are like March, um, Cyberpunk's in April. Right, man. I'm just like, bro. Like, if you're going to do it early, do it like January. You think January? I think January would be much better than February because then you own the first month of the year. What's going to stand against it? Yeah. It the, the only thing I could think of, if they were putting it in February, number one, it's my birthday month, so, I mean, yeah, happy birthday, Cam. <laughs> number two, it, it, from a tax standpoint, because, like, January is when people start prepping to get their, um, you know, their W-2s in and get their tax refunds back. And February is kind of when people start getting that back. It could be the boon for money. But I also get January because January is very, very much dead. Um, Dying Light released in January and I think did well. Resident yeah. Evil 7, I think, released in January and did very well for yeah. that game. And The Last of Us 2 is like, when it comes out, it will be a seller. Like people are going to buy this game. They're going to play yeah. this game. Uh, there's not going to be a question about it. I'm just, I am shocked if this game comes out that early next year, period. I would have easily pegged this to be a summer spring, a summer or fall release for next year. Especially, we haven't really heard anything about this game since last E3 when we had the presentation. Yeah, the gameplay really. demo. Yeah. Um, and what, like it's been super quiet and I, it's, it's very weird for us to go that long for a game this big, not hear anything. And then they're just going to within what, uh, what's July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, within like eight, seven to eight months, they're going to drop and drop the load. It's, it's available now. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I'm also betting that game doesn't look anything like it was initially announced at. 
I don't, oh, think, the, it'll look, um, I don't think it'll look as good as it did. Oh, thank you, Cash Family. Thank you, sir, for the bits. Always appreciated. Them pride bits. That's look right. At that. Oh, I love the flag. It's super awesome. It's waving in the in the breeze. Good. Um, good. You don't think it'll look like? I don't think it's going to look as good as that trailer they showed where they were playing. That trailer looked awesome. It does concern me that we haven't seen it outside of that at all. It's been a year now, a little over a year, and we haven't seen it. I Naughty Dog is one of the top tier developers in the industry. I don't think is there going to be a downgrade? More than likely. Will it be like Watch Dogs E3 showing to Watch Dogs release downgrade? No, don't think so. Um, but we'll see. I, I, but I, I'm, it, granted, I'm shocked that we're getting Death Stranding this year, this year. I guess I shouldn't be too shocked if The Last of Us Part 2 comes out in early 2020. That'd be, um, very stunning, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, cool. Hope it works out. I hope it is a great game. I'll believe it when I see it. What's the saying? Show me the money. That's, that is what Jerry Maguire had to say on the phone. Yes. Show me the money. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, we're going to go with that. That's a good movie. Um, number four, and I wanted to add this in here because this is, with all the ups and downs we get in the video game industry, this is a feel-good moment that needed to be discussed to show some positivity in the gaming community. Um, no Man's Sky's fans crowdfund a billboard message to thank developers for their work. Um, this is coming from John Porter over at TheVerge.com. Uh, no Man's Sky fans have raised over $4,800 to post a thank you message to Hello Games on a billboard outside the game developer's office. The money was raised using a crowdfunding campaign on GoFundMe that was started by Reddit user Cameron G. Huh, and will also buy lunch and beer for the development team after it concludes on July 14th. Okay. After hitting its initial target of seventeen fifty to pay the billboard itself, the goal was subsequently raised to six thousand dollars, with the extra funds due to be donated by the Sydney Children's Hospital Foundation. Oh, the extra funds due to be donated to the Sydney Children's Hospital Foundation. Okay, so awesome. they're donating the rest of the so money. So they're gonna pay for the billboard. They're gonna then get the developers lunch and beer, and then, and then they're gonna help some kids get medical care. I don't see a problem with any yep. of this. Uh, the campaign marks a remarkable turnaround for No Man's Sky. At launch, the game was met with a hostile reception that the game's director, Sean Murray, later said was, quote, as bad as things can get, end quote. Now, however, it has a healthy community of fans around it who are willing to raise thousands for charity in a grand gesture of appreciation for its developer. Since release, Hello Games has transformed the game with a series of substantial free updates that have added features like multiplayer, base building, and even VR support. This summer, the developer says it will release a radical new multiplayer experience for the game as part of a three-part No Man's Sky Beyond expansion. Um, there's a, a little bit more to the article there, but really, really cool. Like, we need more. I want to, when we do this podcast, I want to read, I want to see more stories like that. So, <laughs> actually, funny thing, first comment. I bought this game and loved it for about 25 hours, which is good, I guess. Very cool, a uh, very new, uh, cool themed game. They then they amazed me with free mega updates, added a ton of content. I wish big developers would take note. Looking at you, Anthem, Fallout, a and Apex. Oh man, I I'm just saying, man. They all have, all those games have their own 
separate issues. I think they really we can all agree, we can all agree um, on those. But yeah. no, it, it's really cool. No Man's Sky is fun. I need to jump back into that game too. Um, the updates have been great. It is. I, I think we've both talked about it now. Like we, when we came out for launch, we had expectations set. It wasn't like the mind blowing game that everybody thought it was going to be, but it wasn't like poo poo crap as people thought. I mean, I gave it a three out of five and that's cause I went in knowing this is not going to be from a 12 man team. This is not going to be star Trek, the next generation holodeck level. <laughs> like, let's be real. And I guess some people thought that that was going to be like, I'm walking into the holodeck and now I'm in space. No, no. And, but to see, like, we had a, a specific episode about this, like, to see its redemption story and its redemption arc and to come back and have a strong, healthy community. Oh, man, look at this right here. Oh, you play it on there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, no. We can have land parties now, Cameron. Ooh, that's exciting. Without that's... me having to bring my fucking 400-pound <laughs> desktop. But, like, to be able to have that community come back and be so strong and make this game what it is now. And I think it was really cool that their Reddit community recognized that and is doing just a small gesture like that to show the team, especially with what we know about like how, how hard it can be for developers sometimes to show them, Hey, your fans or appreciate the work you put into here's some pizza and beer on us. And now you get to know it every time you walk by this billboard when you go to work Man, every day. So normally like pizza parties are a way for companies to let dejected people know that, Hey, uh, instead of giving you a raise, we're just going to make you feel a little better right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the, the Cash family in chat says gamers are awesome people, despite the COD voice chat. You, he is right. I mean, I was going to say Xbox Live in general, but sure. He is all, <laughs> he is 100% right. Man, uh, I'll tell you what. Every time you hop on Xbox Live, you find out that apparently there's been like 400 kids that have been with your mom. <laughs> Oh, man. That's gotten old real fast, shockingly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Surprise. Um, um, no, uh Another amazing game in outer space that you need to look at is Astroneer. If we're going to talk about positive games, um, you can pick it up on Steam. It's on Game Pass. Yes. Like, 100%, if you like games where exploration and building is part of it, you have... Uh, sorry. No Man's Sky and Astroneer. Yeah, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is like the, the big boy... There's a lot of different mechanics and stuff. Astroneer is like your <laughs> entry level. Like it's pretty easy to start learning that game and pick up and play and very difficult to master. This is hilarious. Cash family saying that his wife thinks us saying he's right is going to his head. He's like, I've been a jeer. I know I'm right. Look, That's man, right. Um, not going to say anything negative about your uh, significant other, but in this case, uh, she would be incorrect and you are correct. <laughs> Take that however you will. I don't know what argument you may be having, but you're right. <laughs> Cash was right. That's it? Yeah. It literally, Cash Money was right. All right. Let's get uh, number five, last item on the news docket here. Um, <laughs> Just ellipses. <laughs> like, <laughs> you remember that Cyberpunk 2077 E3 2019 demo? We're going to get it sooner than you may think to check it out. Um this is coming from IGN. Uh, who is this? Uh, Colin Stevens over Cash at IGN. She'd have to drive like a thousand plus miles. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk 2077 E3 2019 demo will be made public during PAX West, West 2019. Um, reading the article here, the extended gameplay demo of Cyberpunk 2077 shown behind closed doors during <laughs> E3 2019 will be made public during PAX West 2019. Revealed by CD Projekt Red Global Community Lead Marcin Mamont on Twitter, 
Industry insider Shinobi602 wrote, Cyberpunk 2077 extended gameplay demo won't be made public until after Gamescom 2019. To which Mamont reported, quote, it's going to happen exactly during PAX West. This year's PAX West is set to take place in <laughs> Seattle, Washington from August 30th through September 2nd. Um, CD Projekt Red previously revealed it wouldn't show this demo publicly until after Gamescom, but didn't initially announce a specific time frame there. Um, and then it goes into a, a fair bit of detail about what was shown during the demo. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's cool. We get to see more of the game. I've already put $280 down. You did. I got mine as well. Which platform? I, um, I ended up, I told you I was waiting for the PC collector's yeah. edition. Did you get it? I did. I just happened to be, I totally forgot about it. And they put out a tweet saying it's going to start on uh, June 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I was sitting in my computer like 15 after. And then like, oh yeah, I'm crap. Let me check it out. Apparently there was like a huge delay and it didn't get a release until like an hour later. I, as soon as Wario 64 posted the Amazon link, I was like, yes, click pre-order. By the time saved. I saw it for PC, it was already gone. And I was like, well, at least I got to come in for Xbox. Yeah. I was like, like, there were a lot of, I actually had a conversation with uh, uh, one uh, somebody on Twitter about it. Cause he was frustrated that he didn't get a chance to get it because he was trying to go. He went on his own to Amazon's page and it, it, for fun, for funsies, for people who don't know, Amazon, when new games come out, especially collector's editions, they are always posted as separate pages initially, but then eventually the system ties them all together. And that's where you get that little thing where you can click the drop down box and choose your platform and then choose it's your garbage. standards. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. I agree. Um, and so that's what got him screwed. And he was waiting so long on that, that he couldn't, I was like, I just clicked Wario64's link. It took me straight to the page. I hit pre-order. It's done. Huh. Um, for anyone who wants the collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077, GameStop still has PS4 pre-orders. P just PS4? Yeah, just PS4. Okay. Um, Xbox One and PC are sold out. Yeah. I, I'm Actually, I can... I'll go ahead and link that in chat real quick because I'm looking at it. I would actually show, um, I've got it for people in chat. I've got another awesome website. We cash family. What, what do you mean? Yeah, I have morals. I'm not following. Are you saying GameStop is like garbage? <laughs> I've got another I'm website too to... for people. Never GameStop. <laughs> Never GameStop. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, hey, cash family. You know what? You can say, uh, never GameStop all you want. Um, it's a free country. I chose to give them 280 simoleons. We've got to support them as, as long as we can until they eventually... Hey guys, it's Cameron here. Pardon the interruption. But if you didn't notice from the audio, um, giving you some background, we actually had a small break in the entire stream while we were recording this. Uh, my entire rig and everything went out, power and all. So we lost complete disconnect from the internet during this point in time. Um, but we were able to get back up and running and finish the rest of the episode here. So small little intermission break. Um, this is a great time if you want to go grab something to drink. 
eat if you're listening in. Um, but we're going to get you back started with the episode in three, two, one. Uh, it says green. Okay, we um, hopefully are back streaming. Um, checking my phone to make sure. Following. Testing, testing. That's all okay. Sounds like we're good. Yeah, it sounds like we're good. All right, uh, sorry guys, uh, sorry for all the extra stuff, but yes, we are back. Um, Cash family, your wife is one hundred percent correct in this instance. You're wrong. GameStop is okay. It, so um, just so she can hear me say that for the record, we got it recorded now too. Yep. Um, no apologies, guys. Uh, my battery backup decided to say "f you" and drop everything, which. Oh, my entire computer and rig is everything connected there. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, I know what I'll be doing this week. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, let, me, hang oh. on, let me... Oh, he's, he's doing some stuff. Share this back with everybody since I promised him. You can still get the collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077 on PS4 through GameStop. So, even though he said no uh, to GameStop... You can also, um, I think I posted it earlier, but for people, if you're looking for collector's editions when they get released, there is a delay, so don't just go directly to here, but uh, this website, nowinstock.net, is a great resource to um, get. Basically, if you go there, it has all of the collector's editions for a lot of, lot of different products, not only games. You can go right there, it tells you what's in stock for you so that way if you're looking for a specific one you can check their website directly there and it keeps it updated so when the website does show that it's back in stock again you can access it from there what you can still buy freaking mr pandaria collector's edition why would you do that mm-hmm. i'm sorry I, you I might just... like the code you know they had like different special items and stuff man look you need to calm down nobody wants to play world of warcraft anymore we've moved on oh man that's a whole other topic Look, man, we'll I ain't playing anything. this game. But let's get, before, pray to God that the power doesn't cut out again, let's get to a good topic of the show here. Uh, the Rocket Punch topic of the show what? for tonight. Um, now that news items are over, guys. Um, if For people who listened in, we had our E3 2019 recap episodes uh, last week. Uh, we had to split it up into two parts. And part two kind of wrapped up the conversation. And at the end kind of talking about our thoughts on E3, we also kind of went into some chatter on um, Next Gen, especially with kind of the official reveal for Project Scarlet, um, what we know about the next PlayStation and everything else like that. Um, and I figured since it is a slow week post E3, um, let's talk a little bit about what we think Next Gen holds in store for us. Um, really just kind of sitting here, kind of an open chat, really talking about our thoughts on next gen. What do we think is going to happen next gen? Um, maybe a little bit about what we, uh, we've talked about what we wanted before, but like really like what, what do we think is going to happen? And do we think that it's going to be impactful for us or other gamers? Um, could okay. this next generation be the biggest generational shift ever? Um, kind of asking ourselves questions like that. And it's, this is some stuff that I know I've been thinking about this week. Um, but it, I guess you and I have uh, thought about very different things about next gen. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you What have you been thinking about next gen? Um, I think this is going to be the biggest cross generational um, experience 
we've ever had. And so I say that in all seriousness because last PS3 to PS4, 360 to Xbox One, okay. we had a lot of cross-gen games. I think it's going to be even crazier now because even the new consoles are going to be x86-based for CPU. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to end up happening is a lot of the third-party games are going to come out on both. Or if it's digital on PS4 because PS5 and Xbox One and Scarlet are all going to be back compat, you buy it on the one and it'll play on the other. See, that's one thing that I <clears throat> I think that... One thing I think that's going to happen, and it's, it's made me ask a lot of questions. Um, I People have heard me on the show before, if you haven't, to go back and listen to past episodes, that... My thoughts on back compatibility, I don't think back com- backwards compatibility is important when you're deep into a console's life cycle. When you have games that are coming out that are showcasing this new hardware, but at the beginning of a console life cycle, I think it's very important and integral, especially yeah. if you want to take people and convert them from their previous system to the next generation. Yeah, totally. I think this will be... This next generation, which I think we're assuming is going to start, it's going to be holiday 2020. I mean, yeah, Microsoft I, confirmed it. So, before we get into our thoughts, let's go ahead and say what camp we're each looking at. It to be primary. Oh, okay. Um, the reason why I say this is because even though there are things the way it should you know, be as far as everyone has their thoughts... Mm-hmm. I'm looking from like, alright, cool, going into this next generation until I see hard specs based on services, where am I at? Right now, I'm leaning Xbox. Okay. Um, primary reason why, I'll be able to stream from my console to wherever I'm at. So cool. All their services streaming. are awesome. I'm going to literally be able to go, <clears throat> oh man, pair my Xbox controller to my phone and stream Halo from my Xbox to my phone. That's freaking dope. I'm gonna be able to do that with Doom or anything else that I have. If I have it digitally, it's even easier. And if it's the first party titles, I buy it first party. If I don't have it on Game Pass and it shows up on my PC, that's dope. Yeah, it is. Um, now that being said, you know there's a couple of games that are on PS4 that I'll play there, but I'm primarily leaning Xbox right now, primar- just because of the services. Game, Game Pass, Pass is Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate is the primary reason where I'm looking at. It, I'm like, I got a hundred plus games right here constantly, literally in the Xbox app right now. Mm-hmm. He's pulling it up right now. He's he's taking a look. Literally, I can be like, mm, oh look, Crosscode, Prey, Slay the Spire, Void Bastards. You said Void Bastards was good. Yeah. Um, Cash Family. I usually like having whatever I can get the best of at the time. Um, so I'm not saying I'm only going to have an Xbox. I will have all of them. And I'm just going to go for the pro version of both. We're, we, um, Cash Family, I don't know if you know, but we represent a very large uh, gaming and geek community ran um, content creation <laughs> entrepreneurship called Rocket Punch. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but um, we're kind of a big deal. Uh, we no, we we very much him and I both ever for years. It's bro, Valkyria Chronicles is on Game Pass. Oh, that's dope. That's cool. <laughs> All right, um, see things like that. It was like games I've wanted to play but didn't have the time or the money at the time to do it are just showing up on this, and it's one of those like man, I'm able to catch up on all these games 
and I don't have to output a consistent flow of cash that's more than what I make. Yeah. This is a phenomenal $15 value. It... Uh, right... Right now, at least... Right now, at least on my thoughts and my side, and this may actually coincide with what um, Cash Family is saying in chat. He can back me up on this if he um, if I'm saying this. If we have the same thought pattern. Right now, my camp is leaning towards the PS5. Um, and I actually thought about it this week. Okay. And, and like it's it's and and I want and kind of giving an overarching thought process of why I'm leaning towards that right now. Um, everything you said is correct. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is incredible value for your money, um, especially if you are like you wanting to find your next, as they their tagline, find your next game, your next favorite game. Um, everything we've seen from Game Pass, everything I've looked at online, it's awesome. Like Game Pass is great. It's a sweet deal. It's a great service and a great opportunity for you to try games. I've tried games that I've jumped on there that I haven't played. I wait for the bigger name titles like out when outer worlds and, um, halo infinite and gears five pop up there. I'm, I'm in there a hundred percent. Um, one of my thought process on there and it, it comes back to the exclusive con. Well, let me, let me, let me, what was I going to say earlier? Um, well, I mean, number one exclusives, at least still right now, Sony does the one checkbox that most people tend to give Sony is that their exclusive lineup is stronger. Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, um, hmm. I, I the list can go on and on. Now, Xbox has acquired a fair amount of studios. I think we've talked about it off mic. They like, actually have sixteen studios. They're they're gearing up for the long haul. It's going to be a couple of years, but. Don't be surprised when Xbox starts releasing games that are getting those checkboxes off. Um, to get kind of makes that checkbox a little bit more muddled for Sony. Um, Xbox is the, the big thing for me in talking about backwards compatibility. Another thought that I had is firing up my play, PS4 Pro hmm. and playing Final Excuse Fantasy VII Remake and Bloodstain or Final Fantasy VII. My bad. And oh, Bloodstained. You time traveling, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one thing I have realized, and this is me personally, this isn't about anybody else, this is me and my headspace, is that I have a lot of games and a lot invested in the PlayStation right now. There are a ton of games that I have on the system from PS Plus to small things that I've purchased to bigger name games that I have in that console. And kind of one of the reasons I was getting on backwards compatibility is because if, if all, it ha I don't know why people have, like lost their minds on this. The Wired article specifically stated they said backwards compatibility is happening on PlayStation, yeah, just like it is on Xbox. Yeah, no, they totally did. Um, and so, sorry to cut you off here, mm -hmm. real quick. Question: How many games do you have digitally on PlayStation? A lot. I don't. In the in the hundreds, two hundred. Because I'm about two eighty right now. I'm like two hundred. If I when I glanced at it, I think it was like in the 200s. Yeah, so most of what I have on my Xbox, if it's not first-party titles, it's mm -hmm. Game Pass stuff. Total transparency. Now, I bought Doom here on the Xbox yeah. because I was like, no, no, I need something metal to play on the, the One X. And I was like, well, <laughs> what's more metal than Doom? Someone tell me a game that's more metal than Doom. I'll wait. I don't think there, I don't think there is one. It's, yeah, you can just leave a zero there anytime Cash Family watches. I'm mad at Cash Family. 
He's a jerk. Um, yeah, um, but no, no but it, it, I'm looking at services, and that's why I'm leaning that way. Well, I, it, I need Sony to prove to me that it's worth going with them first. And then, well, this this other thing I'm thinking, like I got because the games alone, I'm not Arnold was enough. Not not I mean, again. We're not swaying anybody specifically. This is from my mindset. Like yeah. the the um, we talked about um, backwards compatibility. I think that if the system is backwards compatible, all since I have a lot of games that aren't on Game Pass that I have on my system, it makes more sense for me to go towards the PS5. But another big reason, and I think, um. Cash Family in chat was hinting on it as well, was that the Game Pass. And and, it's, and what this does is this opens me up, and I was trying to finish reading. There's, there's a required reading um, thing that we need to post up probably next week, and it's the interview that I think The Verge did with Phil Spencer about the Xbox. Yeah. Um, is that one of the comments that he made is like he says that he's not trying to sell you a console. He he doesn't care if you buy a console. He care what like what the investment is and where the future is is in the services, and with Xbox Game Pass for PC, does it? And purely talking about like your we talk about our first console purchase. When the next gen hits, I have a powerful PC. Mm. Would it be? I'm kidding. Get, that is mine. <laughs> With- I mean, you're running that dirty Intel thing, so I don't know. Have you seen the shit from AMD lately? <laughs> 16 threads, baby, come on. I, I have not seen that. Uh, oh, yeah, no, 16 core, 32 threads, 70-something meg cache. Somebody was talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, they hit 6 gigahertz overclocking with uh, liquid nitrogen. We're trying hard. It, it, well, AMD's got to, man. Well, the big thing is, as I look at four <laughs> i7 laptop. Going back on my conversation, like, it... I, there's a chance now. Granted, I still want to see the full picture here, but is there a chance that I can, if I get a PS5 on launch day, wait? Because that's what I did this last generation. I got a PS4 first, waited a year, got the Xbox the year after that. Like, am, there's a good chance I may be okay with that if I have Game Pass for PC. And so I'm kind of in this weird spot because, well, my sister may not be listening or not. Um, I may be doing something special for Christmas next year for my sister involving a console. And I bought her current Xbox for her. Mm -hmm. So it's like I bought my dad's Xbox for him. And my sister who's 26 or 7, I can't remember which. Sorry, I don't care how old she is. I just know she's legal, legal enough for me to buy her a six pack of beer and say, have a great time. There you uh, go. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I'm I'm in my 30s. I don't care how old you are, but you're legal enough to drink. Here's a six pack. Have fun. Go hang out with your bro- yeah. uh, boyfriend, fiance, whatever he is. Um, ultimately, though, she's got an Xbox that I gave her. I gave my dad an Xbox. I have an Xbox. If I buy a game, it shows up on all of them. Because I'm well, signed look, in on all look, of them. Don't kid yourself. The only game your dad's playing is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, I got him playing Halo again. Oh, oh yeah. Um, my dad's a pilot and he does all kinds of stuff, guys, for background thing. Um, back in the day on his Sony Vio laptop he had. That Whew. He, Remember those kids? Uh, I had Halo on there for him. Oh, okay. I did yeah. not know that. No, no. I had him. 
I did not know that at all. Oh, uh, Cash Family. Yeah, I, I really don't care. It. Well, oh man, she's gonna forget by next Christmas. It's not it, like I told what th- her told everybody what this Christmas present is. No, but I think that. I think if it if, and it's not it's not a I one hundred percent. This isn't a knock on Sony or not on, on Microsoft, but I think this is. From what I'm seeing in the tea leaves, is this the way Microsoft wants people to go? Because if I get a PS5, I can play whatever PlayStation exclusives come out around launch time for the console. But with Game Pass, I'm still playing the big Xbox exclusives on PC. Yeah, man. Totally. And so I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, I may do that. But what's interesting in, in is... On the flip side of that, Phil Spencer's okay with that. Well, yeah, because either way, he's getting your money off that sweet, sweet Game Pass dollars. Yeah, and it's 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 very interesting. As, and I want to read the rest of that article where Phil's just coming out saying, you know, we don't have to sell you a console. I'm not trying to sell you a console. And it's like, it's almost <laughs> like Phil has ascended. Like, he's trying to ascend Xbox to a higher plane of existence. Well, and so, I think, because there's some other things that have come out recently... Um, it's been leaked uh, from inside the Xbox team that they're no longer talking Lockhart. Mm-hmm. It's only Scarlet. So it was Lockhart yes. and Anaconda. Now it's only Scarlet. It's just it's just Scarlet. So it's the high tier box. Um, I think not the entry level. I read the article. They said that there was a lot of confusion for people, and they didn't want to confuse people with having multiple SKUs. Yeah. So, so they're just internally doing they've the dropped premium it. box, which honestly, you know. But a lot of the reason why is saying their xCloud is apparently doing better than they thought. And if if X, xCloud could be that service as that smaller box for they basically say, do you have a PC? Then guess what? You can stream via xCloud. You don't even have to, you pay for the service. You don't even have to get a, yeah. a, a cheaper box. Oh man, you can just sign into the xCloud app on your phone, pair an Xbox controller and boom, there you go. Oh, oh! Thank, thank you, Lexi. Lexi. Appreciate the host again. Sorry for the internet problems, but <laughs> thank you for hosting us again. Yeah, um, no, but a hundred percent. Like I, I think ultimately the important thing is they're going and saying we're not a console anymore. We're a platform. And I and, think and that's they're, they're building their servers to where it's just like, boom! Here we are, PC streaming, Xbox. It doesn't matter. You can play our stuff. And it could that make. Could that make the console wars easier for a lot of people that if if they for people that have like the subsection like us that have the stronger PCs if they go like well I want to play PlayStation's exclusives but I'm in the Xbox camp Xbox Game Pass for PC could bridge that gap to where I can say okay I'm gonna get PlayStation's console first but I still have Game Pass and I'm still playing all my games via PC on my PC with my Xbox controller or whatever have you, whatever I want to do. Have a low end box blow. No, um, rumors have suggested that they're getting rid of the lower end box and it's just going to be, he was, he was saying get a low end $300 PC. And Um, I would disagree with that heavily because a low end PC will struggle to run any modern games. It'll run older games. No problem. But unless you have enough video grunt, because games are not optimized properly on PC, they expect you to brute force it. Like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my 1080 Ti 
literally chugs in parts of that game because it wasn't optimized right. And so I have to like just cool. So let me not play it ultra. Let me drop it down to high, and then it just goes boom. But well, no. But cache friendly. It depends on what frame rate and what resolution you're running at too, because they're saying the new consoles are going to be 4K 120. That's what they're saying on the new consoles. Yep. All right. Now, take that. A three hundred dollar PC will not do 4K 120. My rig that I have with the 1080 Ti and all of that will do 4K 80. So, just saying, man. And now, here, here's another piggyback on that conversation. Could the streaming services be... Because this is next-gen, too. I think streaming services are the next big push. Could we see more purchases like that as long as it can stream that game in 1080p or 4K via Google Stadia or xCloud or whatever that thing will be? Yeah. Now, another thing that people have to take... Uh, uh, a big heaping of salt and throw it over the shoulder though is if you're streaming 4k 120 then you have a 35 gig an hour download and if you have a terabyte data cap that's 60 hours looking at you comcast so at&t oh i don't have a data cap okay comcast i have gigabit fiber with no data cap looking at comcast so I mean, you have to look at it like that. If you do 720p, it's still 30-something um, an hour. It still ends up being like 10 gigs an hour at 720. Something so, like that. Yeah. Yeah, no data cap, you're golden. If you have a data cap or you're on Comcast or any of those other gritty ultra corporations that honestly are just trying to get more money out you, um, looking at Comcast... <laughs> um, by the way, Xfinity Mobile sucks. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. <laughs> um, then yeah, you. Uh... Um, so it, it's one of those. I'm gonna be honest, man. I would love game streaming to take off to where I can just use. Like, I'll try uh, Stadia out. I have a 4K Bravia TV with the Chromecast 4K built into it. So I'll pair an Xbox controller to it. Actually, no, I'd have to. Use I'm gonna. One. My TV only supports DualShock, so I'll have to use a DualShock. I'm, I'm looking at getting the um, the Founders Edition, and I definitely want to try it out this fall and see. You're looking at the Founders Edition. How much was that? One twenty. One thirty. Oh, that's not that bad. One thirty. You get the controller. You get three months of um, the service. And three you months get of the, the Destiny expansion on it. Destiny expansion, and you get um, a buddy pass for three months as well. So, so you, you can get the seventy dollar controller, the Destiny expansion, and a four K Chromecast Ultra. Um, that's actually kind of cool. So you could invite maybe a friend that so runs we, a podcast and streaming content creation group with you. Well, no, no, but I'm saying if we both get it, that we could invite a person each, so we could have four people. Yeah, play with us and try it out. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's cool. I want to try Stadia because I think streaming is going to be the next new thing. Um, in yeah. uh, it in yeah, I think, next gen, I think Stadia is going to be very interesting to that because then could you imagine I could have the game right here? I could have it on my phone. I could have it wherever. That's cool. Not going to poop on that idea. No, I just the thing is how much? What if you have more than one person doing Stadia on the same network? Your network's gonna chug. It, and here's one of the big things we talked about: the data caps here. Um, uh, GBCBRC, your comment. I'm gonna get to you in just a second. Yes, we have not, we haven't missed you. We're just it, finishing this train of thought. It, 
I, I I've talked about it to you before. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. I'm not going to be shocked. Is there somebody is trying to figure out the data caps solution right now? They know that they're for as many people that have internet providers with no data cap. There are still a lot of people that do have data caps. Comcast. I think Huntsville was a test market for data caps when Comcast was starting to roll that out. Um, I think some areas of AT&T have data caps if you don't have the fiber internet. Well, and um, so here's the thing. AT&T U versus fiber typically does have a data cap unless you have TV and phone with them. But then they I have TV and phone with them because where I live, cell phones don't work. And you know what? Sometimes it's nice to not worry about it. Just... But I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if they do the same thing that they did with cellular phones. For the young children out there that don't remember... When cell phones started becoming big into data and, you know, when when text messages were a thing and people started texting, then it was, okay, we're going to have packages, 20 or $30 a month if you want unlimited texting. You remember that? Yeah. And I think when they started doing the data stuff, the same thing happened. Oh, people are using less and less text messages and now we're using more and more data. So guess what? AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile. Now they said, guess what? Now it's an additional... 20 to $30 a month if you want unlimited data on your cell phone plan. I'm not going to be surprised if those companies with data caps like Comcast do the same thing when services like Stadia and xCloud get rolled out to basically say, oh, you have a one terabyte data cap and you're on the 999 4K plan that you can stream. Do you want unlimited data? Then guess what? You're going to need to pay us an additional X amount of money on top of your whatever you're paying right now. I think it's crap. I have uh, my ISP. Wow. Does not have data caps, and it's one of the reasons I love them very much. Um, they have issues like everybody else, but to be fair, but uh, it, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. Uh, they're, they're, but streaming services, they're going to find a solution, and I think streaming services for a lot of lower income people, college kids, younger children that their parents can't can't pay for the brand new spanking console every freaking year or every other year whenever the new systems come out streaming is going to be another door and another option for those yep. people to play those games yep um so cash family heads up uh, most of madison county which is the county that huntsville alabama is in will have fiber um within the next year or two uh, mm-hmm. governor k ivy besides all the garbage stuff she signed lately she also signed a broadband uh rural expansion um this, um, Bill. This Ivy? Yeah. Okay, uh, Ivy did. Yeah. Um, so the benefit of this is they, uh, the state of Alabama is actually funding uh, broadband access expansion into the rural areas throughout the state. So Which needs to happen. I mean, they're trying to bring this because they realize with all the high-tech stuff coming to the state, with everything else coming, there is a benefit of getting higher-speed internet into homes, a.k.a. education. You can it, do a, There's a lot more than just... Oh, hey, uh, the internet's for playing games and trying to say like no. It, it's no, like there's it, a lot being done over the internet. I don't now. I don't care what some people think like the whole we're not going to get too deep in this argument but internet is a utility now. Like people yes. when companies are like telling you to come online to fill out applications for jobs and stuff like that, yeah. go pay for your stuff online, it's a utility. It's it need, you need it. it not only is it a utility, um all I got to go ahead and say right here is uh, maybe it should be regulated so that everyone has equal access. Just well, like utility. Well, we tried that, but... Well, 
We did try that, and then we saw all that happen. Someone uh, not going down that road. Uh, thanks, Aji <laughs> Pie. Uh, moving on. Um, going back to GBC underscore Bears comments in Twitch chat, which I love your Firewatch emblem. Yes, uh, I come by the way. He asks, "What do you guys think of a PC gaming lounge operating in Huntsville? There isn't one. Just seeing what you guys think." There's going to be a trick to a PC gaming lounge in Huntsville because um, you would need to. There's a lot of technical stuff going on with that. You would need multiple internet connections as well as um, filtering so people don't go and do things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, also, there's a, there's a lot of financial stuff that ends up with those gaming lounges. And all I got to say with that is they're awesome. I love land cafes. I think they're wonderful. I think the big problem that happens with land cafes is people don't realize how much things cost and then they balk at how much it is an hour to play and so when you're looking at setting up a LAN cafe and everything has 1080p monitors and say you have 12 stations so even if you go entry level 1080p Dell gaming monitors you're looking at $150 a monitor and I'm ballparking here that's on the low times end. 12 you're looking at least 12 um, entry level graphics cards so 1650 uh, TIs or whatever you're looking at Ryzen 5 processors, which are $300 a piece. You're looking at $100 motherboards. You're looking at 8 to 16 gigs of RAM, uh, you know, 512 gig SSD for each machine so that you can have games installed that people want to play. and Or you have a cache SSD and a big hard drive. Either way, everything adds up, and it's a lot of money. It One of the things that why was I laughing at you, uh, Cash Family? Uh, I'm sorry. One, one of the things that... <clears throat> the, would Huntsville benefit from a gaming lounge? Yes, 100%. I agreed. It, one of the... Uh, agreeing with... One of the big things is cost, and I think it's the premise of... We have been... We know a couple of gaming lounges. We've seen some come up and then quietly disappear. I think one of the reasons is because when you do a gaming lounge, you have to be very, you have to know your market and be very specific about what you're going to execute on. Um, you have to understand the cost that's involved with that because you, you're, you're talking about a gaming lounge, you're talking about high-end computers, rigs, monitors. At least high enough. I'm not talking like, you know, the 1080 Ti in every machine. I'm saying enough to be able to run a 1080p game at 60 frames consistently. Um, headphones, keyboards and mice, other peripherals and stuff like that, internet access. You have to think about... I think some people jump into that business and don't think about the costs or what is... Um, what is a... So, like, they think that, oh, if we just buy a bunch of computers and hook them up, then everything's going to be okay. There is some business acumen you have to know going in there and also have to figure out you have like knowing your area and knowing figuring out the right plan on how to make a profit off of that whether it's you know where you're charging people by the hour where you're whether you're doing a membership whether you're doing a one-time fee like you come in and it's x amount of money to play for the day something like that um the because one of the big reason things with the gaming lounge is you have to figure out how to get people out of their own home to come play yep. at this gaming lounge. Because especially in a town like Huntsville when you it's a very tech heavy town. And you I would probably say you've got a decent amount of people that have decent rigs. 
Yeah. They do their stuff on. So even if you cheap out and you go with like last gen graphics cards, like an AMD Radeon RX 570 is going to not always give you 1080p gaming. In you know, a cash family, I don't think we do have a micro center. I'm no, not sure. we don't. I, I can already tell you we don't. I know all the tech stores okay, in town. Okay. Um, yeah, so the big problem you're going to is then, all right, cool. If you go with a budget Radeon card, mm-hmm. 8 gigs of RAM, and a terabyte hard drive with a Ryzen 5 processor, you're still 600 bucks from Dell without a monitor. And that's that's not before you do like any kind of business uh, account with them and buy in bulk. That is just, I would like one Dell. Um, so, yeah. Um, as far as everything else... <laughs> whoa. Who says open up a micro center? Do it! Um, no, I'm not going to open up a micro center. Sorry, guys. Or, I know we don't have Fry's Electronics either. I think the closest thing we have it's is Electronics a, Express. Um, and oh, I'm going to go I'm ahead and dumb. tell you now, um, that is like a dumpster fire and a half. That's comp- I had the CompUSA vibes when I walked in that. Oh, so. yeah. No, no, I mean, CompUSA was garbage, too. We just made that work because we were employees there. It, 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 I, all I got to say about the Electronic Express is that when, as soon as I walked in, there was a, a sales associate hovering within three feet of me the entire yeah. time I was in the store. So, and that's Dell. Let's go HP. Just f- for shits and giggles. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know. Let's make them fight each other. Yeah, thirsty sales guy is right. Um, so, <laughs> just was, fart on him. Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. But I agree. As you're looking at parts, derailing off the comment, yeah. uh, the, the traction of the next gen, which it actually, like it, we're talking about PCs. What about PCs? What about next gen for PCs? Like, So, next gen for PCs is happening in July. Um, we're getting the first 7 nanometer processors on the market. We're getting 7 nanometer graphics cards. Um, now, are they going to take out the high end of NVIDIA? No, they will not. They're going to take out the 2060 and the 2070. AMD is shoot, trying to shoot NVIDIA in the kneecaps and take the low end market because the low end market is what sells. That's where most period. people are. Um, no one's going to spend $1,800 on a 2080 Ti. Nobody. Except for Jerry, um, Chris Scott's friend, because Jerry has two of them in his rig for some god reason. He's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. He he bought two to sell one and have a 2080 Ti and make money off of it and ended up just keeping them both. God bless him. But uh, do you think that PC has been kind of I feel like has been making a renaissance as far as like they have for been, gamers lately? They've been coming back and I think the big reason why they're coming back is prices are falling. Prices are falling on CPUs and I'm going to be Yeah, all right. Dell is much cheaper than Hewlett Packard. <laughs> Groot in chat says he better t- have a racing stripe on the case or he won't get the most performance of those cars. <laughs> <laughs> Groot, you ain't wrong. Let me go ahead and tell you right now. If you see Puminal uh, pop up in the chat, uh, that's his uh, his boy. And yeah, no. Um, in all seriousness, I think PCs. Um, like, to give you an idea, right? The base model Razer Blade, like this. Um, got a 2060 9th Gen i7, 16 gig of RAM, and a terabyte and a half of solid state drive. And if you configure it the way I have it with the 144 hertz, 100% color accurate display, it's just under 2000. Now, this is a laptop. I bought it to run virtual machines and do my cybersecurity certifications and that kind of stuff. It just happens to be able to game. Awesome. Sure. 
I mean, I've got five Linux uh, virtual machines on it right now, so you tell me. I'm just also you're doing a, you're doing running Twitch at the you're same doing time. Um, but ultimately, though, at the end of the day, if I want to do video editing on it, I can. Awesome. Yes, Cash Family. Yes. <laughs> um, I decided to spend two grand on a laptop because looks at 15-inch MacBook Pro with 256 gig of storage. Uh, not even a Vega 20. It's a Radeon RX series graphics card and an i7. It's 2400 to start. So, yeah. Um, he's got a 13-inch. His 13-inch is great. It was nowhere near that much money. No, it wasn't. It... it... So I mean, I'm curious to see how PCs fit in the landscape. Yeah. If they'll take some, take a chunk out of the console market. If they do, Phil Spencer will be happy because that's the other thing that Microsoft will make money on because of the Windows license fee that every vendor that sells a, P- a PC has to pay. Yeah. It. I. There's an interesting thought <sighs> behind Windows licensing fees too. If you don't mind me, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the last WAN show. Uh, so as far as everything else, um, Wayne show is Linus tech tips, uh, video podcast. Okay. They record it usually Friday nights, that kind of thing. Um, funny thing about that, um, Linus actually made a prediction that doesn't seem unreasonable. They're saying that he's, well, he's predicting that if within three years, they will announce the end of windows license fees because game pass on PC. They think they will make enough. He thinks that they're going to make enough money off Game Pass on PC wow. that it, they won't have to charge for Windows anymore. That'd be interesting to see. Well, if you can monetize it and go that way, awesome. And uh, I just and uh, the the big the big thing of Xbox on PC and kind of what Microsoft Seth has talked about it on the show before multiple times. Like Microsoft is very very much. It feels like they're they're wanting to be a service. They want to. We don't care as long as we don't care where you play, as long as you're playing under the Xbox banner. Banner in so, some aspect. Here's the cool thing now if I'm playing Odyssey on a machine and you hit Window G with the new version of Windows, you get a full Xbox interface that comes up now instead of just the game bar. Yeah, they did upgrade the game bar, which is very it's much needed. Um, but it, as far as the consoles go in the next generation, I mean, we haven't talked about Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo's in their own world. They're going to continue to Nintendo. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, right now, 100%, Nintendo is winning. Of all three, I don't care what you want to say, and yes, it's not a competition, but if you put it down the way it is, they outsold the PlayStation 4 in Japan on a Switch, on a 720p machine. They outsold a... 4k machine done they proved that their ip will sell no matter if you run it on a toaster they're going to sell copies of it and that's why it i'm not going to get into this huge discussion about exclusives because we've had discussion that's the big thing of why like some people have said like oh we want i hate exclusives they don't matter Nintendo is Ex- case positive. Exclusives, exclusives matter. matter. Exclusives matter. Whether you love them or hate them, they matter. And there's a business reason for them. That's the reason Nintendo has them. That's the reason Sony has them. That's the reason Microsoft is working to get them. Like <laughs> That's the reason Microsoft now has 16 game studios, more than everybody else under their belt, to make that. It, it's it, it, Exclusives, I think, will be... I think we're getting to the point... 
with next gen that number one exclusives are going to be prevalent now exclusive in the sense of like xbox and pc they're going to have that that realm there xbox has that lockdown sony's going to have their playstation titles like horizon 2 and god of war 2 and all the yeah. other things nintendo's going to have mario and yoshi and zelda and Star Fox, and you're going to keep buying them because we love them so much um breath of the wild 2 come on people get hyped um number number two i think we have we haven't talked about this but a big thing for this generation, and I think it's one of the most exciting reasons for next gen, is crossplay and cross save. Yes, I think the I think we are getting to the point where the walls are coming down, and I think even more so, make the reason us getting crossplay and cross save will make exclusives even more important. Yep, and wh whether it's a service or a game, because when you have crossplay and cross save, then the majority of your third party games, if they support it, guess what? Doesn't matter where you play. Yeah, you can play with everybody. If I want to play on the Xbox and you're over there being on the PS4, mm -hmm. and we want to play together, it shouldn't be an issue if the game is on both platforms. Yeah, um, you know. Actually, Cash Family, the PS4 is not the number one selling console of all time. Looks at PlayStation 2, which sold over 155 million units. Yes, it's still PS2, but it's still a PlayStation Family console. I think the Wii is two or three. Um, the Wii, the Wii itself sold 140 something million, um, so it's up there. I think it's number two. I, I can. Think, um, you can double check. He'll he'll double check and look and see. But it crossplay and cross save is a heat like. The tail end of this generation has shown that crossplay and cross save is so important to gamers that studios now oh. cannot ignore it anymore. Wow. Um, um, so, actually, this is from Forbes. Um, putting the PlayStation 4's 91.6 million uh, sales into context. I'm going to actually link this article because this has some good news or good information in it. And the Wii did not sell as much as I thought it did. So, to go down to the material that matters, I don't care about the Vita statistics, top 10 console or platform sales of all time, PS2, 155 million, Nintendo DS, 154.02 million. Damn, that was close. Yeah. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, 118.69 million. Woo! PlayStation 1, 102.49 million. Wii, 101.63 million. PlayStation 4, 91.6 okay, million. Okay, so not far off. Xbox 360 was 84 million. PlayStation 3, 83.8 million. PlayStation Portable, 82 million. Game Boy Advance, 81.51 million. Okay. So, holy crap, that's a lot. I want to go ahead and point out, though, uh, Nintendo owns one, two, three, four of those, and then the, the rest are essentially PlayStation except for the 360. Because Xbox only had three consoles. To, uh, right. So. And the first one actually um, didn't sell as well as a lot of people think it did. Yeah. yeah but it was the start. It was the base. Yeah. It, yeah. Baby steps. No, but like... PlayStation's baby steps were, you know, 90 plus million. But cross-play is really, really important. I think we, we've gotten to that point now. Like, the PS4 and the Xbox, they're, they're not on their own special PC architecture chips. Everything's x86-based processors just like your pc like and, and and developers have already said there's nothing hard about especially at this point with networking and how well versed we are in it now there's nothing hard about going in and toggling those switches on and off and so 
I think crossplay is going to be a big one. I mean, the, the I I told you that mm-hmm. when a big name game starts implementing crossplay, that's going to be a turning point. And as soon as Activision said Call of Duty Modern Warfare will have cross save and cross play, yep. on the next title of the arguably the biggest game of the year every year for the last decade plus, that yep. was a big statement. My bet is Destiny Three will be cross play cross save. Yes, if I based off of what the, the developers are saying now, unless the next expansion after Shadowkeep has crossplay, I was going to say it I, may come sooner than that. But if it doesn't, it would be on the number three. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Destiny Three is farther out than we think, purely because Bungie doesn't have that money, that Activision money. No, but they did take a, a multi-billion investment oh, from that's Eddie's. Right. That's right, they did. And they are working on another game property as well. They actually split their development team into two teams. They have the Destiny team, and then they have another team working on a Ghost project that we don't know about yet. So, mm-hmm. something else may be coming out of Bungie soon. That's true. Um, but they did take a Eddie's investment. That's um, right. You're which, right. they're one of the big gaming financial backers out there, so going to go ahead and say when they got enough money now that they can self-publish on top of that they're not doing too bad yeah uh, they just got to be real careful with that money um, <laughs> don't you have phones um actually yeah iphone 10s um the cash family chat says my bet is all of this this crossplay stuff is because of google getting in the gaming actually this started because rocket league accidentally flipped a switch on the playstation 4 version that enabled them to play Rocket League to uh, Xbox and PC. It was live for about 45 minutes. And then they flipped the switch back off because they didn't realize they had done it. Yep. And then once people found out that it could be done... That easily. Everybody lost their shit. <laughs> as as um, Drake said in one of his later albums, he just they just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. Um, yeah, so hang on. Uh, but it, it's... Could, could Google be an influence in that... <sighs> Maybe, possibly, I don't know. I think Google needs to worry about their own Stadia platform. They need to be focusing to make sure that Stadia and the streaming tech is the best that it can be, not only for streaming games as general, but also because of direct competition with xCloud and whatever that's going to be. Um, um, Rubitu, yes, they're all x86-based, just like a normal PC. Um, they're going to have... PC level CPUs and, G- and graphics cards, mm-hmm. and they are all going to be running graphics GDDR6 memory. So they are essentially PCs with customized operating systems that require games to be custom tuned for that hardware. Yep. That that is essentially they are just custom PCs. That's all they are. And then, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Um, um, also, um, guys, I don't know if you know. For those who talk about Stadia, Stadia is also AMD powered. Yep. They have the Vega uh, server variants running Stadia, and it's like 11 teraflops or 10 teraflops. It's a boatload of GPU power. It'll do 4K, no problem. Mm. These are cards that would have cost you $1,500 two years ago. But it. There's a. I think next gen overall is going. is not going to be defined. Notice the one thing we didn't talk about in this conversation is like. The games are going to look prettier. There's going to be such a huge graphical leap. Things are going to look crisper, but it's not going to be the leap like from the N64 to the GameCube. Yeah, um, no, or, it, it won't. It will not be from cartridge to disc jump. It will not. Um, this next generation is going to be defined by services. Yep. Because services will be king. 
just like in every other industry, if you look at every other industry, the reason why Apple's phones are doing as well as they are is because the ecosystem they have around them and the iPad essentially is the only tablet worth buying right now is because the ecosystem around it. Google just canceled the development of their uh, tablets because they weren't selling. People would look at it and be like, that's cool, I'm going to buy an iPad. Yep. That says a lot. Now, if you can do all of this and essentially at that moment build the services to keep people around it, even though it may be a fledgling market, it won't die. Yep. And that's going to be the trick. you got to get your people invested. So if you look at these mobile game developers, you know, actually funny enough right now, Bandai Namco, uh, their mobile games are doing phenomenal. Um, their Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto mobile games, um, they have a lot of freemium stuff in it. They have some pay-to-win stuff, but their free mode isn't as bad as what it was. Good point. Good point. So, I mean, well, it was actually a Chrome OS-based tablet, but, I mean, cash-friendly, there's more to it than that, but yes. Ultimately, at the end of the day, what people have to look at, though, is the services will be king, and if Sony doesn't catch up on that, after about three four years in the next generation, they're going to have problems. I hope they do catch up, because I want Microsoft to work super hard. If, if, and, and really thinking about it, I agree as well, but I'm also like, if... If Xbox plays the card of like they don't care where you play, and if people, if for a lot of if people just say, "Oh, I can just pay for Game Pass Ultimate and play on my PC," those right. games that could be helpful for PlayStation that may not be helpful for PlayStation because now you have, uh, you know, when you're starting to siphon off a little, little by little, right? But you also get and Ruto brings up a very valid point. In Asia, they don't really have an Xbox market. If they can do Xbox streaming right to their phones and they don't have to buy the console, it doesn't really matter where they're playing. It the the big thing with that one, and I think funny enough, Asia is going to be the most important market for it next is. gen. And here's why: because China is finally allowing people to buy game consoles again. Yes, this is the first time in a long time, and the first game console. Being allowed to uh, be sold over there right now is actually a custom Chinese-made um, AMD Ryzen-based game console. But it, they are finally allowing home games to be sold over there and game consoles as long as they make it through their government review board. So they're not going to get everything we get over here in America. They won't get what Japan gets. They won't get what Europe gets. They won't get what Australia gets. But they're going to get games. And if if with that new market opening, this is going to be, I think, the first generation of consoles that start out in China. Who I think, even more so than the U.S., really being honest, if whoever can make a big imprint into China will have a very healthy lead for the next generation console wars. Right. Um, and kind of the, the mindset for people. Uh, the, and, the, and the other one thing as well is like, in Asia... And not a, not a bad way, but there's a lot of nationalism in Asia in general. And that's one of the big reasons that Xbox hasn't sold as well in Japan. Um, yeah, you would be correct. Um, it, funny, funny thing, though, there are parts of Asia where the Xbox is doing really well. Like in South Korea. Yep. Because guess what? South Korea, um, going back into their history, just like China, they really don't like Japan. Well, and I think the other one too, if if Xbox continues to work on getting 
outside of their, at least the concept of what they were known as way back in the day of being the shooter box and actually starting getting a more variety. There's a reason that Tales of Arise was shown on their stage. There's a reason that Fantasy Star Online 2 was shown on their stage and Phil got them on there. If they can get out of that stigma of being like this Americanized shooter gun bro box and then appease more to a wider variety of gamers as what they're doing with Game Pass and their services and things like that, that could open them up more into the Asian market. And if that's the case, that's really going to put a fight on our hands on who's going to take that top spot next gen. Yep, totally. Um, I think what's going to end up happening, uh, just personal opinion, I think Microsoft's going to end up taking a good chunk of South Korea away from Sony. And we will end up more than likely seeing a lot of things in South Korea mm-hmm. influence parts of China through Hong Kong. Okay. But the Chinese market is going to... The Chinese market has already saved American films like Warcraft that were flops over here. Even though arguably that film was phenomenal. Uh, I love that movie. I'm sad that we're not getting... A sequel. A sequel, yeah. But that market ended up saving that film enough to where it wasn't just a write-off. So at that I, they, point, they did make profit, if I'm not mistaken, off that. They film, actually so. made a couple hundred million profit because of China. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, if you're getting like, what was it? The last X Men movie was saved because of China too. Oh, Dark Phoenix? No, not Dark Phoenix. The I think it was Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah, that was a yeah. good movie. I like that. Well, yes, but it flopped here. But China did all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Rue Two. I can agree with you to a point there. What is funny is, oh yeah, we're talking yeah. about generational stuff there. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. China, like the uh, like a lot of other things, is going to impact everything else. But hey, guys, it's okay. There's like a billion people over there. There's only three hundred million people here in the U.S. Three hundred fifty, whatever. Um, the point is, what's going to ship will depend on if it's a good game at the at the end of the day. Like, are you going to make money because oh man, we shoveled out more shovelware? Or are you going to show that on the PlayStation, we can make a game that doesn't render anything behind you until you turn around, and it ends up being a great game, and it ended up being 20, 2017 Game of the Year? What? It's real good. Just saying. It um, <laughs> cash for me just another billion people for me to headshot. But no, guys, uh, what do you guys think about the next generation of consoles? What are some of your thoughts on what could happen? Um, let us know over on um, our social media outlets on Twitter at Rocket Punch Go. On Facebook at Rocket Punch Network. Um, yeah, uh, reach out. Let us know what you guys think. We're curious what your guys' thoughts are on next gen. Kind of because it, it's coming sooner than we think. <laughs> we got we got like a year and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and guys, at the end of the day, everyone's got to realize all this stuff being powered in gaming, except for the Switch, is all running on AMD hardware. Yep. Processor, graphics processor, in even on the server side. Um, another thing that's interesting, and this is more of Southern Geek territory, um, Microsoft's Azure Cloud is being uh, changed from Intel to AMD Epic Roam processors. Um, oh, 64 yeah. cores is a lot of cores per chip. So there's a lot of stuff changing on the back end. So AMD is going to be big. I We're going to make it. It's, yeah. gonna be, it's finally going to have some competition. Ooh, see, man. Um, I can't wait to make it, just see Intel struggling. Just because when they start struggling, that's when Intel pulls something crazy out of their head, like a Pentium 4. 
Because they weren't doing that great against the AMD FX stuff back in the day. And then, boom, Penny and Forge just dropped that like a freaking bite. <laughs> and so if we can get amazing chips out of Intel because AMD dropped a mic on them, I, I'm happy. Make them fight. Because at the end of the day, we win. Let's talk about it. When there's competition, we win. Yep. Everybody wins. Um, but... Guys, that's it for episode 141 of the Rocket Punchcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us and listening in. Um, as always, we appreciate your guys' continued support. Um, please remember, if, you, if this is your first time here on our Twitch channel, if you're watching via Twitch, click that heart up at the top of your screen. Follow us here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive so you know when we're going live all this week. Um, remember, Rocket Punch Go is going to be the place you want to be if you want to see all of our content each and every week there. Um... But other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, it's going to be awesome trying to edit this audio with the huge brownout that we just had on my thing. But we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Farewell. Later, guys.